on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. When you go back to your mama, you're just going to have an army of people you've sent to the farm. The orphan farm. Mama, I brought kids. Chester, <laughs> where did you get children? I found them. They're free in Alcastar. They're everywhere. <laughs> After entering the workshop's loft in the pursuit of a very important cat. In pursuit of a cat. Up yes. In the, up in the rafters. Oh. You climbed into this loft and you decided to look around and you found a kind of hidden little crawlway into uh, a more like expansive loft area where there was a little bed and it looks like someone had been squatting. A child. A child. The outlaws come face to face with a kid hiding in the attic. Uh, I believe the child's words were, who the hell are you? And Chester's response was, who the hell are you? (laughs) I am Friend Chester. <laughs> you can't call me Friend Chester. <laughs> Are you going to adopt him and name him Williams? And he may hold some clues to Kosawana's disappearance. He left on some construct with the big cat's body. It had wings that looked like a big bird, a prey, like hawk, mm. eagle thing. Uh, but the face on it had like a, hu- a person's face. Oh, it's a sphinx. Oh, oh that's terrifying. sphinx tap deal. What's a sphinx? It's time to meet this punk. Let's go beat a child. Now. Hey guys, Derek here again with a couple quick things before this week's episode. Uh, first off, I want to wish our beloved listener, The Mario, and his wife, Ellie, a happy anniversary. Congrats on 10 years. Um, I, we wanted to have the whole crew here, uh, but unfortunately we haven't been able to record for a few weeks. But we wish you guys a happy anniversary all the same. Uh, second, uh, this Thursday, March 2nd, I'll be back on Hans's Twitch channel continuing our Pathfinder 2nd Edition Beginner Box game. Uh, we had a blast a couple weeks ago making characters and getting stuck into the game, and I'm, I'm super excited to be back running some more 2E for Hans. Uh, if you want to check that out, I'll link Hans's Twitch channel again in the description of this episode, and we'll also post about it on our social media pages. Uh, you can catch the VOD of the first stream right now on his Twitch channel, if that's your jam. Um, but again, the stream is this Thursday, March 2nd, 2023 at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on Hans's Twitch channel, Hans Half Elven, and that's Hans with a Z. Be sure to check it out if you can. Uh, and with those things out of the way, please enjoy Season 3, Episode 37, Cannot Pet That Cat. I have something I wanted to talk about today. No, oh. um, it's not a dream this time. I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sad. It's about how we play uh, tabletop role-playing games. Um, more specifically, I have heard for a long time uh, before we played Second Edition, back when we were mostly Pathfinder group, and D and D Five E was kind of the thing everyone else played around us. Mostly, yeah. One <laughs> you mean one E with a smidgen of Five E? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like early days of 1E when I was homebrewing. So it was pretty much only 1E back yeah, then. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, everyone would say back then uh, that they played 5th edition because it's much better for role playing. Uh, it doesn't get in the way or whatever. And I think that while it's true that 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons 
is a little bit more streamlined in some areas, I don't think that necessarily makes it better for role-playing. I know some people, whenever rules are around, uh, it can be harder to get into the flow of going back and forth between uh, role-playing and and playing a game. Um, But I think... Uh, and based off the experiences that we've all, all had together at the table here and also playing other games, that to a certain degree, the amount of rules crunch in your game and the amount of game in your game doesn't necessarily make the role-playing part less. Like, I think you can play an even crunchier game than second edition. You can definitely do this in second edition, but you can play an even crunchier game like uh, D&D 3rd or Pathfinder 1E and still have a lot of good roleplay opportunities and roleplay opportunities that there's like mechanics for too without like the the, the being more game there doesn't mean you have to roleplay less. Uh, you don't have to stop everything, grind it to a halt to do the game part. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job just in the way we play in general about roleplaying and kind of talking about what you want to do and how, but marrying that together with the game part of it as well without having to do a stark jump. Like Chester and that Noel. Yeah, the marrying. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> Still think of her as a kobold. You're so dumb. Why? Okay, it's Jacob. Why are we asking? <laughs> but I wanted to ask you guys, because I know this is relevant to some discussions that we've seen recently. Uh, more recently, I think before some of this... I'd seen floated somewhere that uh, Pathfinder isn't as much a narrative game um, as other systems. Uh, what do you? How do you guys feel? Do you feel like mechanics get in the way of role play, or differently? I would say no, they do not get in the way. And this is coming from someone who doesn't always enjoy the chunkiness. Sometimes, if you're going through these things and you don't have limitations to what can be done. It makes it less exciting when the really cool stuff happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's a very fair point. Having the little rails and guidelines gives you something to break whenever you do something really cool or like at the limits of it, right? I mean, easy answer, but is also, I think the most practical answer is it really kind of depends on who you're playing with. That's true. Your group. If you play with a DM that you make a good argument as a barbarian and he looks at your intelligence and he sees... Seven. He's like, listen, you're too dumb to say that. Try again. That's a little bad. I still think you can role play and make your good points and still have to roll at the end of it. And mechanics don't have to get in the way of that. In the same way, like maybe you have a mechanic that seems to get in the way of your role play. Just change it. Well, not only that, you've got people at different levels of getting used to role-playing at a table and for your person who's still learning mechanics, help them build the story oh, yeah. Yeah. when they're learning how to role-play. And sometimes looking for a way to role-play within the mechanics makes you know the game better. And my best go-to for that is when we were doing Reign of Winter, my first character was a witch hunter. That was like his thing at the start, which means he needed to be really good at lying to people. Kineticists have no need for charisma. <laughs> so I had to find a way to make him good at lying so that whenever I lied, I didn't fail every single time. And I looked for a trait and I found one and that let me have a relatively good bluff skill. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I just like, I was always this small. (laughs) (laughs) Infamous Drinder moment. Uh, Um, But I think I could see how people could say it. Mechanics get in the way of role play, especially if you're maybe playing a social encounter heavy adventure path or module Mm -hmm. and you don't build a charisma character or something like that. I could see why they would think that. But in that case, why did you you do that character that didn't have good charisma? If you wanted to use that character to role play more. Yeah, I am. The way that I feel about this might be a little bit controversial, but I think that you should. Okay. Yes. Shock and awe. Guess Wait, Drow's going to be controversial? What? Uh, what? Shock and awe. I think that if you want to play a certain way, you should build a character to play that certain way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And yes, in, in Pathfinder first edition, things are a lot less. Um, you can be a lot less of a jack of all trades a lot of times. Yeah. But that's oh, yeah. not a bad thing. That's yeah, not a bad thing. I think half the now some people say this; they genuinely believe it. Maybe they've had some bad encounters with people playing where they wouldn't let you role play because of mechanics. But then some people who complain want to play a barbarian and also win every social encounter, and yeah. then claim the mechanics got in my way. And I'm <laughs> sorry, bro. That's all on you. Yeah, if I mean, you want to win a social encounter, don't be a don't barbarian. be a barbarian. Or if you want to be a barbarian, make it work. Like if you want to be a barbarian that has sacrifice charisma, some wisdom for charisma, right? Or in one e, I think this would or be like a blood rager. Do right? the uh, yeah. or a blood or do rager. the simple thing of I'm going to get this. Uh, is it a feat or is it a trait that makes it so that your strength is your? Uh, yeah, you, I think it's a feat. intimidate rather yeah. than yeah, but that's only for intimidation. Sometimes that's all. Sometimes you need. that's all you need. Yeah, but well, there's ways around it. It also depends on who you're playing the game with. For instance, like, you know, different people play different games differently. I I love, for instance, to play apples to apples. Jacob hates it. (laughs) If you play it with a fun group of friends, you don't like to play games where you have to play use words and things. You only like like strategy games of rolling and dice. Anyway, like if you play it with people. Okay, there's some there's some (laughs) marital (laughs) issues going on. If you play it with people who are fun and creative, you can do a lot of cool stuff. But I once played it with a group of people who are not fun and not creative and probably not to their own detriment, but they didn't think it was fun unless you chose Sunrise for Beautiful. Whereas my bestie wanted to pick Darth Vader because she thought that was beautiful. And it's like, it's like playing with people like that versus playing with fun people. The sure. sunrise is a naturally occurring phenomenon, whereas Darth Vader was crafted specifically to be the epitome of terror incarnate. And Beautiful. I, for one, believe that that is true beauty. He was designed with purpose, not just because there's pollution in the air. <laughs> anyway. And he's shiny. No, but yeah, I, I agree in general with this kind of dichotomy. I was having a discussion somewhat recently where I was trying to... Uh, help people learn some 2e and someone was getting caught up on like rules and stuff like that and i'm like you don't want to look at necessarily i made a character this way i have to role play it this way you want to figure out the kind of character you want to play and then look in the book for the mechanics that best represent that right yes you don't want Mm -hmm. to just make something approach it from i got to make this optimal thing and then figure out how to role play on top of it maybe if you're newer to the game like that's that's a valid way to make characters but like you don't have to do that you don't have to like 
be optimal and then figure out how to role play based on those stats. That's not like the only way to do it, especially in second edition where kind of a lot of the balance is handled outside of like the numerical balance is handled outside of your choices because a lot of your choices are about abilities and how you combine them and actions and what you can take the like plus ones and twos aren't necessarily as many choices as they were in other like editions. Um, but you can just kind of pick what you think fits your character. And as long as you have like an 18 in the thing that your class is important with, like you're probably going to be fine. So in second edition, more than other games I've played, it gives you the freedom to kind of pick, oh, I have this ancestor. I'm playing a dwarf and I think dwarven weapons are cool. Are they the most optimal thing for me? Maybe, yes. maybe not. Mm. Probably, maybe not. <laughs> but I can set, select dwarven uh, the the ancestry feat that lets you take dwarven weapon proficiency uh, right out the gate. You can do that, and then you don't have to worry about being good with it necessarily. Like if you're good with some melee weapons, or if you're just proficient, you're going to have it there. Um, I think second edition is really good at that. I can see definitely some people, especially if you have a GM who's not very confident in game mechanics. I think ultimately it comes down to what a group likes and also how a GM likes to run a game. Because if you as a GM aren't confident in game mechanics and you view them as something that like gets in the way um, and stands in the way of you improving, then maybe rules heavy games aren't necessarily bad for like role playing, but they may just be bad for how you want to run a game, right? Because, uh, even though I think I think it's pretty, we can prove it pretty well that Second Edition Pathfinder has a lot of rules that help role play and like let you flesh things out. If you're having trouble like keeping up with it, if you're having trouble like figuring out the flow of it and like looking things up on the fly, and you just want to improv, then it's just going to be getting in the way of your like game run mastering style, and that's fine. Uh, you know, we're not out here to say like Second Edition Pathfinder is like the best game in the world or anything. It definitely suits our like style of play really well. Mm. Um, but I, then like you could look at a game like forbidden lands, which still does have some rules heft to it, but it has so much more room for, um, just kind of improving. Like yeah. it has a lot of flexibility built into the system and there's games that are even more rules like than that. Like a lot of the 2d six powered by the apocalypse games. Yeah. I was actually going to mention that those 2d six ones are very, very light on the rules and allow for more role play and improv. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think the dichotomy is so much mechanics versus role play. I think it's, um, I think it's systems versus improvisation, and I think second edition Pathfinder is better than first edition, where it doesn't have a bunch of prescribed DCs. It just kind of says, well, here's what you can figure out based on the level, and that lets you do a little bit more improv within mm -hmm. a really system heavy game. But the, also the nice thing about it having a lot of systems built into it is that you don't have to homebrew it. There's uh, currently right now in early February, there's a lot of people learning second edition for the first time. And what? a lot of people are... I wonder why. Very surprised that um, uh, you can just... Like the system for that simplifies weight is just built in by default with the bulk system. Oh. I've read comments on Reddit being like, this is exactly what I had homebrewed for my whatever game. It's <laughs> so nice. Mm -hmm. And like the research subsystem in the game mastery guide that we've done, the chase system, like you don't have to use these. If you want a homebrew them, I guess you could. But the kind of philosophy is that like we'll give, we'll go ahead and make all these things for you, and you can just take them off the shelf and run them wholesale. And I think that's like 
another philosophical difference towards this game and other games, especially for me as a GM who likes having to put the work into preparing an adventure that's already written and not making a world, writing an adventure, and then preparing it. I like, you know, being able to take something off the shelf, customize it, get it ready and run it. That's why Pathfinder runs really well for me. But yeah, uh, I'm rambling here, but I, I, I definitely don't see how uh, mechanics stand in the way of role play. I think it's more just liking pre-existing rules and systems versus wanting to improv, I think is the real split. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what do you think, audience? Do you like rules, heavy games? Why do you like them? Do you like improv more than systems? Do you prefer games with a lot of structure or not? Let us know in the comments on YouTube. If you let your role play be something so immensely drastic than what you're actually playing, you're probably not doing things right. You might have just made the wrong uh, character for what you want to do. Yeah, I can see that. Um, And also, I think this, if we're giving it proper terms, we're trying to distinguish between role play, R-O-L-E, as in acting, versus role play, R-O-L-L, with dice. Dice versus... uh, the, the dice, and like you can role play a barbarian with not a lot of intelligence saying some sort of smart things and still mm-hmm. roll badly because he's not mechanically very smart and have that work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that all being said, yeah, audience, turn it to you. What's your thoughts on, uh, on mechanics versus this? Uh, let us know. And without any further ado, why don't we break back into you? We love your interaction. A- There's a kid. Why don't we break back into you discovering a sleeping child? What ho, a child? A child? A child? Centuries before the Starstone was raised. I have to pull this up now because while I have it memorized, you guys keep interrupting me. The Wizard Kings, Nex and Geb, warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the culling ashes of the Mana Waste arose Alkenstar, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders. To the world, Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its street, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Excuse, I only interrupt occasionally. Did, <sighs> did, does this or one of our last ones have Tide in it? Uh, that was Witcher. Steam really? the it Tide. Did? Okay, good, good. Steam the Tide, remember? Steam the Tide, that's right. <laughs> uh, we've developed a bit of a uh, like a, an arms race with this intro prompt because we've had some... I was like, oh, I memorized, and then you start uh, interrupting it more, so I had to start reading it. And then... You're not going to have it that easy. <laughs> Last name. <laughs> and then now, I, I, whenever I w- read it, I took off my headphones to not hear all the interruptions as okay. loudly. Rude. You're lucky that I didn't start yelling. I know. It's you just have an neighbors. Arms race. Are you kidding me? When have we cared about neighbors? Before too long, I'm just going to have like a clip ready to go that's me <laughs> reading the intro. Just play uh, that. Just put it in in post. Just put it in in post. Haha, <laughs> you'll never defeat me. Except we never iron it. Who waves? Let's go beat a child. Farmers. Uh, before we go beat a child. Oh, dang. Uh, I think Drow has something that they wanted to uh, read for us before we get into our recap. 
The internal workings of those crafted in her image, meticulous and precise, should ever be seen to improvement. Ever improving, to match and surpass the creator, the muse, the machine. The goal of the hands that turn the keys should be to find precision beyond itself and beyond itself. And to improvement lends apotheosis, the end of time to meet the beginning of what will be. Logic of Design, 1304 21 through 23. Oh, is that the. That's the passage that they, they snipped out after Psykir? Mm hmm. Oh, Sweet. Very good. Uh, if you have slot for another one, take a bottle cap, Drow. Nice. Ah, uh, very good. I think that brings me up to two. Uh, when we last left, our brave band of outlaws, our child waking outlaws. <sighs> You had done a couple of things. So you had come into Kosawana's workshop trying to gather clues about him. You had found some. Uh, so far you have uh, caught and dismantled two clockwork spies that look like they've been left here. Um, you had fought a couple of uh, clockwork door wardens. One wasn't in the best of shape and the other one beat the shit out of you. Um, well, seriously. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> it pushed you back with one of his well, attacks. That was, was fun. What was his two hit? Do you recall? Plus 14. Jeez. That's big. Jeez. Like, can I note that despite having terrible rolls that kept me a, from doing anything? Was it over our CR level? Stinking precise level four. strike. Was and level I adjusted four? the hit points. Oh. Yeah. And confident finisher is awesome. Nerding yeah. out for a second. That's bunk. Go on. Uh, I wonder if you'll feel the same way after you hit level 5 with on level enemies after the level 5 stuff comes around the boosts that might that might help because like if he's on our level and he hits us on a 12 Mm. for our highest one that's over 50% chance to hit us yeah I've got a really good to hit and I only get a plus 11 I think one of the things I've seen discussed with people learning the system is that you have to understand that in this game, you want to keep your AC high, but keeping your AC high isn't about not getting hit like it is in first edition. It's about mitigating criticals. Yeah, Yeah. you're going to get hit, but like the normal damage isn't so bad. It's the critical damage that's really bad. The critical damage is really bad. As much as I understand that it's very different and not what you're used to, it's closer to what armor would actually do. Oh, yeah. We're also down a buffer. We have a healer. Yeah. But we don't particularly have anyone who buffs, so we're not debuffing or buffing anyone. Yeah. And that also makes a difference. I haven't I haven't used the forbidding ward in a while. But I also which mean, is I think my only buff. What's that one do? That's the one that buffs AC. Oh. I think. Right. Okay. AC and saves, right? Uh yeah. You ward an an ally against the attacks of hostile spells from the target enemy. Your target ally gains a plus one status bonus to armor class and saving throws against the target enemy's attacks, spells, and other effects. Oh, wow. That's handy. Yeah. um, But, uh, yeah, you basically kind of fully explored the main workshop area. uh, And in pursuit of a cat... Uh, up, yes. in the, up in the rafters, oh. you climbed into this loft and you decided to look around and you found a kind of hidden little uh, crawlway into uh, a more like expansive loft area where there was a little bed and it looks like someone had been squatting. A child. A child. A child. And a human child? This child that you have woken up wild. on the way over there. And that's where we left off with you guys. Um... 
one thing to note is the last episode was divisible by four, but we're all really tired and we forgot mm-hmm. about it. So if you don't have any hero points, just go add one. And it didn't change anything for more me. More than one hero point. No, get you don't. Rid of it. Get right back to one, yeah. Because they like to rob you of hero points in this game. Hack two. Oh, you're so dumb. Hack two. Hack two. Hack two. Uh, I believe the child's words were, who the hell are you? And Chester's response was, who the hell are you? <laughs> I am friend Chester. <laughs> you can't call me friend Chester. <laughs> are you going to adopt him and name him Williams? Gasp. I'm going to send him to live on. The, I'm going to send him to the farm. God. Literally. When you go back to your mama, you're just going to have an army of people you've sent to the farm. The orphan farm. Mama, I brought kids. <laughs> Chester, where did you get children? I found them. They're free in Alcastar. They're everywhere. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of sad. Hashtag just brick things. Oh, yeah, this is this is really reminiscent of brick Drow's character. monster children. Brick and human a, children. Brick had a, an, a wood elf apprentice. And like, you know, humanoid children. Brick just collected all sorts of children in that game. I mean the ones you collected during the game. You know, the... The harpy. The harpy, the rock eggs, the tiny drider, and I skipped one because I can't remember what they... Yeah, the Zolgath. Hi, Mom! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, him. Starts crying, licks his own eye. (laughs) Oh, arcs. Uh, Back yeah. to the child at hand. Uh, <laughs> you uh, you come upon him and he says, what are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Sleeping! Is this your home? Yeah! Do you know Casawana? Who? Is that the guy downstairs? Yeah! Oh, he's... I, he's, he's, he's... He's the guy downstairs. Don't don't tell him I'm up here. Oh, you're secret safe with me. Not. Listen. Why, why are you here? How did you find this place? Oh, chill out. How about this? I'll stay over here. That way, you you don't have to panic. And Chester sheathes his whip because he's been kind of walking around with his whip drawn. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh huh. Oh. Aha. And uh, Eleanor will sheath the rapier. So uh, you 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 don't know Casawan, the guy downstairs. You're hidden up here without him knowing. No, I got a pretty good thing going up here. Where you he never were, comes up in this place, and when he does, it's easy enough for me to slip away. Were you were you here a little while back when there was a bit of a what's the word kerfuffle downstairs? Uh, make a diplomacy check to make an impression. Can I assist? Dang it! You can. What would you like to say? See, you should have let one of us talk. <laughs> I know, the, but Chester. We were just at talking him. about this the other day. How Jacob has a habit of talking to D- people. Derek, you're. The mechanics are getting in the way of my role play. <laughs> okay, it's, it's not about what you can do; it's about the reception of it. That's uh, exactly yes, yes, yeah. Let me. I'll offer to assist. I also put my rapier away oh, and was like, no. Assisting is a DC twenty in this one. Uh, it's complicated. It's I think. Tw- I believe it's a twenty. Well, I typically, think I think aid another. Um, or assisting is like an action trying to do something. I set the DC and add if you uh, aid or not. Go ahead, roll cat. What is do you want to say? Diplomacy. You, yeah, you did can shit, didn't you? Uh, I did good. Okay, good. I'm um, hoping it's good enough. It should be good enough. It was a very high roll. What do you want to say, cat? Uh, uh, I just I put the weight rapier as well. like we're not here to kick you out. So we simply wish to know if you know anything about our investigation. Ah, uh, I got ten. Total? Yeah. So 10 total. What did you say, Sekir? 21. Uh, okay. Yeah. I got a 19 on the die. 
plus my base six is 25. 25. Okay. Nice. And if that doesn't do it, Chester's going to shut up. <laughs> Chester's going to shut up anyway soon. It's the difficult thing, because as the investigator, he's technically like the one that should ask questions, but the investigator class is not built for diplomacy. <laughs> so it's a really weird thing. You're more of the Sherlock type. Yeah. You, you want to yeah. solve the mystery, but you're it's, not the one people want to talk to. You're the bad cop. If there was an ability for me to get, oh, I don't know, crafting to my diplomacy. <laughs> Intelligence to your diplomacy check. That'd be nice. Okay. Uh, How's it going, though, Derek? One e you could what do is, that. I know what you is couldn't money. What is the 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 down low on this? Yeah, did we did we make it? T five or a twenty six for a successful aid? Good. Well, enough. it turns out uh, between both of you, that is a critical success. Nice. Hot dog. Hotted dog. Apparently, Eleanor doesn't know how to talk to children. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, it's okay because I was a child once myself, so I know how they work. <laughs> I was a child once, and so you shut the fuck up. Uh. But you did say this, and you can kind of see uh, that, like, he seems more relieved, and he buys into what you're saying, like, immediately, Chester. Mm -hmm. um, he says, oh, so you're looking into what happened to the man downstairs? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, did yeah. you see anything? Uh, <laughs> what do you know? About the Reapers. What do you know about the Reapers? Well, I mean, I've never met the fella face-to-face, -face, um... And he really likes the clockworks and these weird sort of devices. I don't know if I'd call him a genius, but he's such he's such a curious little guy. And, um, well, there was these guys uh, that came the other night. Um, they had shiny guns made of gold. Ooh. Um, oh, that's the gilded whatever. There was, yeah, uh, the gilded gunners. There was a small one. Not not like a, a kid, but a small one. Like, uh, a, like a halfling. Yes, he has a cigar and a fancy... Like business suit and a mech suit and a mech suit, right? Yes, he was wearing a, <laughs> a mech suit, of course. Okay, we're gonna make then he our, wasn't this the boss small battle guy. is going to be <laughs> so. Much we're more. going to make this boss battle so much harder for us. Derek's gonna give him a mech suit. When Derek's he didn't gonna give him a mech suit. Yeah. Gonna for. <laughs> He's gonna add on whatever Glass had to this bitch. <laughs> Go on. But yeah, uh, you know, do you know the gilded gunners? Yeah, yeah. Gang of no good ruffians. Oh yeah, gold. Very terrifying. Um, wh whatever he did to get on their bad side, it's just he's in a right mess if they're after him. Um, but I'm not sure who the boss was though. Um, oh, and then he left on some um um big clockwork cat. Yes, yes. Uh, it was this this construct with the it had like a like a big cat's body. It had wings that looked like a big bird, a prey, like hawk, mm. eagle thing. Crow? Hawk, Sh raven, eagle, crow. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, but the face on it had like a, hu a person's face. Oh, it's a sphinx. Oh, oh that's terrifying. Sphinx tap deal. What's a sphinx? Yeah, just take our word uh, for a it. A hairless cat. A lion oh. with wings and a uh, human's face. Uh, he had had it in here for what I thought was a statue. But he went out and rode right off on it. Um, but before he left, I saw him. He, whenever they were at the door, banging and getting in, and the thing was fighting them. Uh, he went and he stopped all the clocks, precisely. So he did that after they started to attack. Well, he when he found out they were coming after him, I guess he. I saw him. He fiddled with them all just in a flash before he left. 
as if he was, like, trying to set them up. Lots of interesting detail. He also messed with the crystal thingy down there in the workshop. Oh, you mean this thing? The, the thing you... T- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Whoa, what is it? <laughs> Some kind of clock. That's a clock? Right? That's what we determined? I thought it was an Aeon stone. No, no, that's a different thing. This is like from two or three episodes ago. Oh, okay, yeah. I do think that it's just a quartz clock. Yeah, a quartz clock? It had the same time on it as the other clocks, right? Okay. But it has like, what, 13? It has 13 ordinals instead of 12. So Um. was he trying to change things to set them off his trail? And we just happened to find the one piece it didn't change, or... Well, no, because this had the same time on it. It did, yeah. Or was he leaving a hint? That's the question. Was oh, he trying we have to, to find a Bible. It could be a hint towards the passage. Well, you look through his, and that passage was removed. Yeah. And it was also removed in the one that Mentakis But gave was you. it that passage, as far as we could tell? You'd have to find it, but you went through the logic of design revision history and copied and, all the changes. But we don't have that. It's at our. It's at the tavern. Yeah. So and we need time to, to review that. it, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so he, after they started to attack, he changed the time and all the stuff. Yeah, and he grabbed a couple things and then left off on the cat as soon as they broke into the door. You're not going to let him know I'm here. and I, I, I kind of like this place. Ah, oh, no, you seem to have a good thing going here. Oh, I ain't going to mess with you. snitch. Have you seen the cat? I haven't seen her around. Hey, right up there. Oh, okay. What, I've what's been kind of hiding out. My name is Joniah. Oh, uh, no, I don't I don't care about you, the cat. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Derek, that was a joke. Don't make me feel bad. Uh, her name is... <laughs> don't make me feel bad. <laughs> her name is Masu. Masu. M-A-S-U. And, and your the name, young man? The cat's name is Janiah. The cat's name is... I love oh. taking notes. The cat's name is Masu. Masu. Is, is the cat yours, or was it's, it's his? his? But uh, she likes to hang out here sometimes because it's up high. Do you know where he keeps the food for her? No. Okay. Maybe in the storage area. I don't know. I don't go downstairs. Do That's you have place. food? Yes, are you are you safe? Have you seen anything well, bad? Ha- you slept through a gunfight. Oh no, I, he was awake. I've <laughs> I've had a tummy ache. Oh, oh. are you not eating enough? I did you eat something bad? Do you I, need help? I had some rat meat from a shady vendor. A goblin? Yeah, in the no, junkyard. No, a goblin would have cooked it properly. I don't know if he's in the. He wasn't in a junkyard, but he may have come from one. Oh, he got the good stuff. You're fine then. Oh, it's... <laughs> I've had to take three naps today. Oh, I thought okay. it was just dreams. What? <laughs> I'm going to give the this... The rats fucked me up. <laughs> I'm going to give this child two you, gold so need, that he can buy some some proper food for a while. You need food. Whoa. Listen, you need a job. There's a farm on the outskirts of Alcastar. <laughs> Found a lady there by the name of Miss Williams. She'll give you work. Williams? Williams. I don't know how much I like being outside, but okay. Well. I'll take this money and eat it. Don't eat the money. That's a a bad idea. Make sure you convert the gold to silver and the silver to copper before you start eating it. You'll get more of it that way. That's some good advice, mister. It's also (laughs) less of a choking hazard. (laughs) The copper pieces are smaller. (laughs) That being said... Yes, take it down to <sighs> copper pieces. Don't spend it all in one place. You mark off two gold and you hand it to the did, kid. I already did, yeah. It's like giving him $200. He's I know, gonna right? He's going to go buy Lego sets. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go buy candy. That's enough to buy a gun. He's going to go buy Ed Ed and Eddie-sized jawbreakers. 
Calories. Now at least right the jawbreakers have calories. This, this is enough, not only to get you a few good meals, but maybe even a treat. Oh, I'm gonna go get some jawbreakers. What you want to do is you want to go to Longhorn Lounge. I don't think you could get it. No, That's, I don't think you could. That is either. a that is a child. Have you been to the Longhorn Lounge, sir? Once I snuck in and faked my way into it. It was fun. That's awesome. Do you know how to do you know, do you know how to forge stuff? No. You want to learn? Al could have taught him that. You know, documents, trick people. Oh, I can't write. Oh, child. you were born to be a farmhand. Oh goodness. <laughs> you know, in a world like this, most people can't. That's dumb reasoning, child. You need to learn to read. Wow, now we're what, insulting a kid. What what oh, happened great to group your, adventures? What happened to you to end up in this situation? Well, Dad used to work at one of the factories, but then a clockwork machine ground him to bits. <gasps> and then, oh, it's about par for the course, I. And then Mama had to take up the work, but she drank a lot. And then one day, a uh, a horseless dirigible ran over her. She got ran over by a dirigible? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you poor, poor child taps on the back. You know what? If I live for the next couple of days, I might see you again. You, I can help you out, kid. Yeah. I'll teach you how to read and write and then how to forge things, and you'll be no, fine. I, I, I don't think this is a good city for it. A for for un- forging stuff? No, I don't think this is a good city for an unaccompanied minor to grow up what in. You been, how long have you been by yourself for already? Oh, number, uh, like about a year or two. Oh, he'll be fine. He can also, listen, Kasawana's not here right now. You should have a party down, not a party, not literal party, but you should boogie on down there and just, you know, use this uh, unoccupied space. Are you sure? Do you know when he's going to be back? Uh, Well, we're hoping to find him, but the way our lives have gone so far, people we look for try to kill us, and then we kill them. So he might not ever be back, but we're trying to find him and bring him back. Can you tell me, like, a day or so before so I can, like, you know, vamoose? If I know, I will let you know. Cool. Hey, Sakir, you know how to do any of the messaging spells? That is beyond my realm of understanding presently. You cast spells? I am a spellcaster, yes. Whoa. Have you blown up? Yeah. 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 I've, I've That's so cool. She up. has. Or they have. I have blown up myself. I have blown up those around me. Stay back a little bit, darling. Uh, I wouldn't want to get up. My tummy is really bumbly. Okay. Um, can I do like a medicine check to figure out sure. if, if this... If it's the rat. <laughs> and if I have like could just use my little medical kit to give this kid some some tums or something some, some tums some, some antacid some pepto mm-hmm. yeah i sure. don't assist unless a 16 assists okay now it's it's imperative that you hold still oh my fucking god <laughs> oh don't touch me with your silicon hands <laughs> a 25 yeah he's, he's got a tummy ache oh you like get close and you hear the like <laughs> Eat some vegetables. What's a vegetable? Oh. This is why I gave him money. Um, he don't know what to buy with it. Uh, Psykir's going to take out like a little piece of paper, write down a few words, scribble them out, and then draw a picture. Ah. Uh, this is broccoli. <laughs> it looks like tiny trees, and you feel like a giant when you eat it. It's my favorite. Does this grow on the farms? Yes, I Whoa. think. I don't actually know, bro. It's just a ground plant, right? Of course it's a ground plant. Holy crap. Broccoli doesn't grow on trees, I'm a little I don't tired think. right now. 
as okay. talking to this child so, drained your wisdom. I have gotten dumber talking to this so, child. Here are a few things that you can buy. Uh, this one, if you just chew on like a leaf or two at a time, it will help your stomach feel better. It's also good for fresh breath. This is mint. Uh, oh, spearmint. Oh, peppermint. Either or. Oh. Whichever one is less expensive. Can you can you count? Yeah. Okay, solid. You, you, do you tinker on all these things around you? The picture has lots what of do gears you like to and do? stuff up here. Oh, I go through the the man, the uh, Kosawanas. I go through some of his stuff uh-huh. uh, and find the cool things. What the, are you good at? I don't know. I build little things sometimes. Did you build those clockwork spies? No. <laughs> What's a clockwork spy? This, it's an orb. No, oh, what is that? That's so cool. It's broken. Does it fly? It did. It would. Oh. But we we killed it, and then it tried to blow up, and we said no, so it didn't. That's really cool. It do you is have guns? Really cool. I do have a gun. Can I see it? Yeah. I'll pull it off his back and show him the gun. Unload it. Is it loaded? Unload it. Oh, he's, Unload like, it. he's not handing the child the gun. He Whoa. will show them he wants the gun. He, wants, he can look at it, but he can't can I shoot it? Ah, what the hell? Why not? <laughs> Hand them the gun. Okay, and help, don't point it at people. Help we're them going aim at something. We're going to talk about gun safety. <laughs> gun First safety. and foremost, we're aiming Al- at people. This is Alcastar and Chester was raised on a farm. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots a hole like on the other end of the roof. It's like, whoa! Yeah, you watch out oh, for that. Oh my kickback. shoulder! Yeah, Chester Ooh. will take it back and Ooh. reload it and put it back on his back. That's awesome. Let me mark off. Chester my would get along well with a kid. <laughs> Be careful with these things. Oh, he need- got one right now. Oh, I got to defend myself. This is this little sickle I found and sharpened. Oh, that's dope. Um, Eleanor just kind of taps on the hilt of her blade. <gasps> Melee weapons are effective. One, that's a pretty sword. Is that three. little circle on your arm a shield? It's a buckler. Keeps oh. you safe. Do you f- do you do you sword fight? Have you gotten a sword fight? Aww. Eleanor laughs. Child, that's what I do. I'm just being an eight-year-old now. <laughs> <laughs> do you have games on your phone? This, game, this guy's probably 10, 11. Okay. Do you have games on your phone? <laughs> Practically an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so back to the matter at hand about what happened here. Cost want to change the things on the clocks, and he left. Yeah. Did you see any of the guys with guns do anything suspicious after, before they left? Uh, they were shooting a whole bunch, and I, I think I saw them mess with one of the clockwork machines down there. Yeah, but I, yeah. I tried to hide because they were, they didn't seem happy. I but was afraid a, they'd come up here to look. It's a smart idea. They ain't mm-hmm. good people. If you see them again, you might want to leave before they find you because they're really bad people. Uh, yeah, Gilded Gunners. They're they're big and mean. Yeah, boy, I'm Unless I'm real afraid small. whatever he done to upset them. Well, uh, yep. Yeah. Ho, ho, hey, kid. Yeah. Kasawana. Yeah. Has he been messing with explosions a whole lot? Oh, yeah. Keep waking me up sometimes because I come sleep here part of the the day. Have you seen any of his experiments by watching them from up here? No. I don't like it because it's loud. Sometimes I'll leave. That's fair. I was hoping this kid might be able to see how much explosive he used to get how big of a result, and it would really nail down whether this is the guy that has the pyronite mm-hmm. recipe. I guess not, though. Well, I uh, mean, I'm really glad that he didn't have, uh, you know, the, like, whole entire hall decimating explosions with a child upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's Gattleby. Mm-hmm. Still. Anyway. Gattleby 
more so than other people in Alkenstar, has a complete and utter disregard for safety procedures. What's his name again? Janaya. Janaya. Please take care of yourself. Make sure that you eat something that's not rat. I think that it didn't quite agree with you. Oh, I, yeah. That was, that was a bad time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and hey, if you never see us again because we die or something, go to the, uh, what's it, tavern? The barrel, the barrel and bullet. bullet. The barrel and the bullet, and tell the lady that's in charge of that one that we sent you there. What's and, your uh, names? Oh, I'm Chester. Okay. They don't have to tell you their names. Oh, no, Eleanor is not known yet. She's like, I'm oh, Eleanor. That's fair. Eleanor, Chester. I am Psykir, the sanctioned, the observer. Chester, Eleanor, Psykir, the uh, sanctioned, the observer. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. The observer. Yeah. The observer. That you may call me observer cool. if that is what you wish. Do you guys live in a tavern? As uh, of right now. For now. They won't let me go in there. Oh. Uh, if you drop our names, I'll let you go in there. <gasps> You'll be hot stuff. Really? There'll be a dog guy that's like, hey, let's play cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's real cool. Will and they a, let me drink? And a, no. no. Probably not, but they. Well, I mean, actually, they probably would, considering this is more medieval times and alcohol is just as good as water. So, probably, stuff. but like, not the heavy they stuff. They won't let you drink rum. <laughs> you may be able to get by on a wit beer. Listen, you ask for the highest tier vodka and just get smashed. You're only 10 years old. You're Chester. Basically no, Chester Phoebe's doesn't say that. Chester uh, does not say that because he is a good, uh, uh, responsible adult. Adult, yeah. But Jacob might. I don't. Okay, okay. That's Jacob is the one that has to work really, really hard to convince his sister cousin that farts aren't funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. We don't. Oh. <laughs> no. Go to the tavern. I got it. <laughs> she hears someone fart. She goes, <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> It's tough because farts are funny, but you have to hit a certain age oh, when they're allowed to be man. funny. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to I need to completely interrupt oh. this with just a quick story. At one point in time, while I was taking a math class at uh, ooh math beep the place uh, tech. I mean, they know uh, we live near there. There was a already. There was just it was silent because everybody was taking a test, you know, oh. and somebody farted really loud, and I oh, went, "Oh no!" Farting in the middle of a test. Mm-hmm. That someone, and I tried, someone miscalculated. I tried so hard not to be loud because I was like, they already probably feel so bad. So I was just, you know, the vein on my forehead, my entire <laughs> face was red. I'm trying to keep it together. And I went, oh, <laughs> uh, well, anyway. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, Janiah. Janiah, you think anything yeah, else? Yeah, Janiah you- can. Oh. Uh-huh. And. <laughs> Oh no, you keep taking your nap. Uh, but oh, you, you think of anything else while we're still here? You pop on down. That wasn't Janiah, that was me. Pretty sure we've killed most of the violent things down there, so you ain't gotta worry about that. Watch out for anything that looks like it pop up to uh, animation. You know? Or a ball. If you see a ball, yeah. don't trust it. Balls. Balls. Don't Got trust it. balls. That's right. <laughs> and we're about to go ahead into that office and remember, area. If I those think. gilded people come back, run, steer run. clear. Oh, no, no, no. If they happen to catch you, you don't know us. Actually, no, you do know us. If you give them information, they'll be more likely to let you go. Uh, okay. I don't know. That yeah. might make him a conspirator. Eh. 
He's a kid. Just run. Yeah, they're are bad you... people. Yeah, just run. Get just out of run. here. Just run. Just run. Get on. And don't talk Dad, about us. Right I now. think that that would be a really bad idea. Yeah. You never met us, Winks. You can tell we're great with children, and Chester will walk out of the room. <laughs> he squeezed the little thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, stop. Did what? you eat okay. rat? <laughs> <laughs> if that's uh, the case, oh. Jacob lives Chester on rat. Chester will leave the loft. Uh-huh. Uh, well, real quick, though. Hold on a second. Chester will, before he walks out of the room, do a little bit of innate casting of... I think I have this. Yeah, a little. he'll do a little splurge of detect magic. There's no magic in Okay, here. cool. And then he'll go downstairs. Cool. Go back down the ladder. Okay. And while he's down there, he'll do a detect magic real quick. Uh, nothing that you haven't already interacted with. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, he'll wait till the other two join him. Oh, yeah. Because you guys were wanting to go look for the cat as well. Don't know if you we got... We should have asked the kid if he could help us get the cat to come to us. Well, I'm still thinking if we find some cat food here, we can just feed it. We should just leave it. Yeah. I uh, don't so want to pet the kitty. When everybody else joins us, joins Chester, <laughs> he will check out the door leading into the office area. Well, there's two. There's one northern one, and there's one southern one on this side here. He'll and check the out southernmost is past uh, is the one you came through yeah, initially. He'll, he'll check out the northernmost door. I'm gonna be right okay. with you. You open it up. Uh, he will investigate it first. Okay. Which I believe is a perception check. That was a natural one, dude. Mm. Natural one. Yeah, it's fine. You're blind. It's locked. <laughs> How I feel about that. Uh, so, farted. So it's locked? farted is so loud. Absolutely blowing it out the ass. <laughs> and yeah. as always, he has the audacity to <laughs> lean. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? You aim it. It's fine. It's not aiming it at you. Anyways, true that. It looks locked. He'll try it anyway. Try it's it locked. anyway. Yeah, he'll try to open the door. It's not locked. Huh. You see, it's kind of funny, because I could have swore about looking at it, it was locked, just, you know, by the eyeball, but I guess I was wrong, he'll swing I, it open. <laughs> I don't want to leave Jediah alone. Well, I mean, ain't much we can do about it. We told him to go to the tavern if we don't come back. We gave him food, money. A child shouldn't be alone. Yeah, but there's a lot of lone kids here now can star. It's just how it is. People die all the time. For industry and That's- all that, what's it? That's one thing that I think the group that I came from has better than the locals here. Oh. And and being nomadic, we don't have the structures that are quite so stable. We don't have always access to the cleanest water, but we do have an abundance of people who will love the children that are left behind. That's fair. That's that's a good thing to have in a society. That's why I was comfortable leaving mine. Uh, as you step into this room, This ruined storage room smells harshly of chemicals and ash. The floor is covered with broken alchemical glassware of every description. The former contents pooling in the center of the room in a multi-hued puddle. Metal shelves, torn books, and scattered notepaper lie everywhere. And as you come in here, like, the door is, like, was latched um, and, like, sealed uh, and looking back, you can see it was kind of like uh, almost watertight or maybe even airtight seal in here. Uh, huh. Not again. 
But as you enter this room, more importantly, you see just this horde of small creatures. Oh? Oh. Uh-oh. They, okay, they look like, and this probably means nothing to anyone here, they look like clockwork versions of an enemy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles called Mousers. No. Hmm. They're little, they're tiny T-Rexes made of metal. They look like tiny, non-water versions of the sharks that come out of the water in George and the Giant Peach. James and the Giant Peach. These look like it's just a swarm of these little, like, I don't even know, like, just tiny little clockwork things with teeth and little legs, like almost chicken legs but made out of metal. Uh, And as soon as you enter, Chester, we're going to roll for initiative. Really? Yep, they kind of come not Mm. just off the middle of the floor, but out of all the shelves and go for you. We got rabbits! uh, There's small ones, too! It's it's a swarm of tiny ones, right? Yeah. Like like mouse size, or? Uh, Like large rat-sized. Okay. Damn. I think I'll choose not to roll and use and activate after you. All right, everyone got their initiative ready? Yep. Our uh, Psykir. 22. Hey, that's what I got for you. Uh, Eleanor, you're going to go last because you were taking after you. Chester Williams. Uh, not natural 20. Twan zone. Uh, okay, first in the order is going to be Psykir. Hey. hey. I had a bite of cookie in my mouth. Um, <laughs> can I, like, knock Eleanor out of the way and then scream? Uh, it's too late for you, buddy. You could move into the room and scream. Otherwise, you're going to have to uh, grapple the reposition. reposition and all that mechanically. Yeah, because it's hard to move someone out of the way. Okay. Yeah, I'll get there, I guess. Who dog? And now I all will right. scream. Uh. Okay. So you're going to scream, and I need to make a fortitude save. Yes, sir. Sick, nasty. <laughs> Pretty good fortitude. Twenty-one. Uh, you make it so it's halved. Okay. All right. That's going to be... Four total. Four Scroll total. that a lot. Yeah. That's kind of... Is it heightening your spell? No, I don't think it's rolling the die. Charisma plus four sonic. It's not rolling the D6. Okay. I don't think it's heightened then. It, the D6 comes from being heightened. All right. Five. five. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Yeah. So, but that's going to be five half is two. Uh, it is, in fact, going to take a little bit more than that, though. Because um, it's an area of effect thing and this is a swarm? Ooh, yeah. Or they could be um, sensitive to Sonic for whatever, for all we know. That's true. We do know that swarms are affected extra by splash and area of effect. At least in first edition. No, no, no. It's no, yeah, a, we fought the wasps. Fought the, the wasps. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. I'm glad Eleanor you mentioned that. Eleanor didn't fight the wasps. Uh, are you relaying right. this information? It doesn't matter. She can only so, do attacks. Oh, yes. I'd like to do an area of effect attack with my rapier. Swish, 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 Yeah, so that's going to be a uh, one action move, two action caster spells. That'll be your turn. Mm-hmm. Chester Williams. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, and Chester's going to pass a stratagem. Shocker. No, really? Oh, 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 that's a good roll. I'm going to keep that one right. This is save you. It's my same dice I use for... I'm also for the same action. going to do a recall knowledge. Okay. Oh, this is good. Uh, I assume because it's clockwork, it does have a crafting I can roll for yeah, crafting it. crafting or arcana. Eight or 28. 
28. Yeah, this is a trap jaw tangle is the name of this thing. The kind of lore tidbit you're going to get here. Uh, these are, this is a mechanical swarm. Uh, and it, usually it's like these are these little beings, these little clockwork things take care of rodents and other pests. Um, but you can tell that something has messed with these because they're usually not violent against people. It is a swarm. Uh, is there anything specific you want to know? Weaknesses and resistances. Mm-hmm. Weakness to area damage, electricity more so than area damage, and then splash damage. Now uh, it has resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. If I were to do damage with a area and electric, would it take both of those weaknesses? I don't see why not. Uh, hmm. uh, Chester will say, I got just a thing for this. Sorry, Sack here. And he's going to step out. <laughs> and he's going to throw a bottled lightning moderate at it. Oh, boy. With a 17 on the die, that's going to be a 28. That's a hit. Does it happen to be a No. I didn't think so, but it never hurts to ask. Never hurts. Uh, so that's going to be uh, 2d6 plus 1d6. One. I did not see it the second time I looked at it. And a three. Four, one, three, seven, plus two is nine. Electric damage and also splash damage. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So it's weak to area, electricity, and splash. Is this an area or is it just... This is splash and electric. Okay, so nine, you say? Yes. Nine plus eight electricity weakness. (sighs) Plus four splash damage. So it's 12 plus nine is 21. <laughs> uh, boy. Um, it is <laughs> still up. And it's flat footed. And it's flat footed. If it can How much be. damage do I take? Do you take two? Splash okay. damage. Yes, yeah, solid. Jeez, that hurts so bad. Good. I don't like swarms. I don't think that I'm ever going to forgive you for that one. You've made a powerful enemy oh, this day, Chester. I see how it is. You can shout at me all you like, but I can't throw one little bomb. Chester just waving it's, his I'm arms I'm assuming that it's very like hard Kermit to see the, frog. The, the smile with the mechanical jaw. <laughs> He's also outside the room for where you are now. He can't even see you. We're going to need to talk to. We're going to need to talk about this in marriage counseling. You shut up. You have a rather weird dynamic going on here. Oh uh, well. <laughs> So you devise this stratagem, move, and bomb. <laughs> Goes back home. Mama, somehow I got married to like four different people. Why does this always happen in combat? I don't remember it, but apparently it happens. Every time I get Hi. in a fight, I keep marrying people. <laughs> I am Mrs. Psychia Williams. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, that's Chester's turn. Uh, that's Chester's turn. It's this thing's turn, and it's going to use its movement to just schlomp onto Psyche here. All right, let's fucking go. Yeah, All right, it's going to spend an action on when it moves in over your space, Psyche here. Yeah. I need you to make a reflex save. Oh, solid. Okay. Uh oh. All right, I'm going to use. Uh, did I already use my? No, I didn't. Because I wasn't able to use it on a different save type. I went to use the, uh, I think it's the cat-like reflexes. Cat's luck. There it is. Let me look at it real quick. Yep. Uh, Frequency once per day. You fail a reflex saving throw. You instinctively twist away from danger. Can re-roll. Okay. I'm going to try this. Before I I announce the thing. Yeah. Okay. uh, I'm not confident 
Maybe 12. <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is a four on the die. Oh, but that's oh, a much seven. Better. So much better. That's going to be a success. So it's a basic save. You're going to take Oh, half. shit. I didn't roll the thing. Oh, yeah. make Yeah. We didn't do that on the last combat either, but oh, well. What's the thing? Is Go it your six? Wellspring surge? Is it six or seven? It's six. I think you're fine. You're fine? I rolled a six. I'll look it up real quick. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you explode? No, boom, boom. Well, the fight. Okay, if 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 I happen to have like a, a s- targeted at self like fireball or something, these things are dead because that's an AOE thing. Oh. I don't think the fight against the spy would have triggered it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. DC six flat check. You're fine. Okay. Ooh, yeah, we forgot okay. to do that. We need to remind me because we've been bad up on the last. I few I know. I know. I'm uh, sorry. But that fine. means that I got a spell back, and I actually have. Uh, 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 a first level spell that I've expended. I've expended two first level spells. Yay! Yay. Spells. Spells. Are you hurt at all? Uh, Not yet. Don't worry, you're about to be. You're going to take uh, half of six is three points of slashing damage. Oh no, that's Um, so bad. Oh, I can't heal the me as well. Oh yeah. So it moved, it did its snapping jaws, and then it's going to spend another action to do something called trip and tangle. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm going to need you... Actually, I need it to do something. It's going to make an athletics check against you. Okay, that's going to be fun. What's your fortitude DC? Oh, damn, my fortitude DC? 10 plus your fortitude score. Eight. Oh, I got an 18. So I succeed... Uh, the now you are flat-footed until the start of my next turn. All right, solid. Uh, okay, and that's its turn. Eleanor, you will start at the end of the initiative with panache. Nice. They've saved me the trouble of having to move to get up to it. Yeah, you can yeah. do multiple attacks. And it's um, flat-footed. And it's already flat-footed, it so flat-footed. Uh, I'm just going to do my first attack with panache. What? No finisher. Um, I have I have panache, so I can use the finisher. Is what I'm trying to say. Are you going to go ahead and use the finisher, so you only do one attack this round? Yeah. Um, then I was going to like tumble through it and, start, and raise my shield. Ah, okay. Cool, 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 yeah. cool. Out of the box. <laughs> Way out of the box. See ya. There you go. Heckin' out of the box. Uh oh, yuck! I hope they don't have a high AC. That is a twenty to hit. With oh. them being flat-footed. Yeah. That is a hit. Oh, yay. All right. 46. 46. And shall I keep my precision damage separate or no? Uh, do it all together. Okay. They're resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing, not precision. Can I just say I love rolling multiple d6s <laughs> at once? Love Shadowrun. Should be a, a <laughs> caster Ooh. then. Nice rolls. Uh, This is my casting. I cast sharp object. I cast stab you in the face. Um, That is eight... 10, 16 damage. 16 damage. So they have a hefty amount of resistance to piercing, but there's so much damage. Stuff does still get through. Uh, You uh, stab through, like, a couple of them running through, and their, like, sparks and gears fly out, uh, killing them, but it is still up. Um, I'm going to use my next action to, like, tumble. I know I haven't moved, so it's like my move. I want to try to tumble through to the back. Sure. Okay, go ahead and make your uh, acrobatics. Oh, man. Did you just put yourself within range? Well, I can tumble back to here. Of what? Of you yelling. Can your, you oh, can you aim can, your Natty 16. You can aim it south Total of? Yeah. Okay. Total of 29. Okay, you successfully tumble through. Take your panache, and you're going to raise your shield. Because that gives me more panache. However, I'm going to spend a reaction as this creature. Oh! Actually, that was a 30, just so you know. But Wait. That's fine. 
if she tumbled through, doesn't that mean she doesn't provoke a reaction? Uh, the the trigger is a creature leaves the trap jaw tangle space. Not but doesn't that mean? What I'm saying is like would the, it have to be like it's not that. like attack of opportunity. It's okay. not leaving a threat yeah. thing. It's because it's a swarm. If you go through my space and then leave it. Oh. Question though, can I raise my my um thing beforehand or is this a no? It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and have your shield raised, but it's going to react to you moving through its space. And basically, so you stab through, then you kind of dodge and weave gracefully through the swarm, mm-hmm. regaining your panache. Uh, but there's but like seven on you. It's going to take some damage. going to use the damage to do something to it for It's going to take damage as a couple of the things jump and bite onto Eleanor's legs and like skirt? Or is he, I don't know. No, she wears like leggings. Leggings, bite onto your boots, bite onto your shirt, try to hold onto like the end of your arms, uh, and they're biting on top of you, and you're going to take persistent damage. Oh. uh, Which we'll go ahead and roll on this turn. Uh, You're going to take 2d10 persistent damage. Yikes! Oh Oh my god. You're going to take 14 points of uh, persistent damage this round, and go ahead and make me a flat check since it's the end of your turn. Come on, flat check. Come on, flat check. Natty 16. Natty 16. Uh-huh. There you go. No more persistent damage, but you will take that little bit. That's they, like, 16 bite damage. Onto you. No, was it 14 or 16? Was you s- oh. 16. So or, oh, 14, 14 was damage. damage. Mm. You made the flat check with a natural 16. Oh, I can just imagine all these little sharp teeth stuck mm-hmm. to her boots and leggings. You brought up James and the Giant Peach earlier. You remember the the things that the shark fires out of yes, its mouth? Yes, they look like Ooh. yes, oh. like like, like those. that. And the noise that they those scared me as a kid. They scared uh, me too. Uh, shared damn. core memory of fear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, top of round two, Psykeer Williams. What do you want to do? I would like to yell. Okay, uh, another fortitude save then. Yep. All right, I think these guys had pretty good. Also, Eleanor shouts back to the group, don't go through them. Ooh, natural 17 for a total of 28. That's just a regular success. That is just a regular success, yes. Cool, 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 cool. D6 plus four. All right, so that's four damage. So eight damage, half is four, plus uh, four more for its weakness to area. It had seven hit points left. Ah. Would you like to describe how you kill the swarm of angry jaws? The angry jaws being so small and imperfect simply were not ready to hear the enormity, the calamity and the clattering. Beautiful. Uh, And you kill my little clockwork boy puzzle. Did you just break their clockwork brains? (laughs) And as you enter this room... Shouted him to pieces! And you look through this weird alchemical storage closet, you see something important. Oh? You see a bag of cat treats. (gasps) Cat treats! Oh. And this is where we end. And that's where we're going to end oh. this week's episode. Oh, I want to pet the cat. I was joking. I was joking. Oh. Pet the cat. Pet the cat. Pet the cat. <laughs> Not me. Uh, tune in next time when we feed that cat. Yay! Yay. I like chocolate. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D, gallon. You can also tweet at us using the hashtag thirdgallon, and we are on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of the podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfie, and you can find more of his 
his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfie Studios. And you can support his awesome work at patreon.com slash Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.